Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. in this type of 
climate that we're in at this particular moment in time. I mean, it is it, it is really uncomfortable and it's really frightening. And I wanted to ask you from from your personal perspective, you had a chance to travel this globe. What do you see from I mean, as far as the difference between what's taking place here in our society, here in the, in the states, than what you've seen in other parts of the world as far as the treatment of just people of ethnic background? What have you seen differently as far as the treatment? Well, I don't know. I go back and forth a little bit on that. Part of me okay. uh, feels that it's uh, very similar across the globe. Um, okay. You know, it might be, um, you know, conservatives uh, in Spain that, uh, you know, want to put women uh, back in their place, so to say. Right. You know, or it could be, uh, you know, people of color in other countries that are suffering similar uh issues that we are here um and then sometimes i feel like it's a bit worse here because there's so much stupidity here um right. you know it just it just it's hard you know on the global stage you know to be american uh traveling and not feeling uh just embarrassed you know um i think our our situation i mean honestly i don't know enough about world history or or uh, current events in other countries to say that our situation is worse because um, it, it feels pretty bad here. <laughs> but um, I think that other people are dealing with things too. And right. uh, I think that just the society, the, you know, global society in general really needs a healing. Without question. I mean, I want to go back to something that you said to me that was very key when you used the word embarrassing. And I think from a global standpoint where you have other countries looking at us and seeing the things that are transpiring in front of us, and it's like there's no accountability being held. It's okay to cause divisive, a divisive society, and it's okay to miss the, as far as the mistreatment of women. And I'm like, I'm sitting back. I said, wait a minute. This is 2019, and it's like we reverted back. To the 1940s, 1960s, and I'm sitting back. I said, "Am I, if I, you know, am I, am I lost in some type of, of time warp?" And then when right. I was able to finally, yeah, and when I was able to finally get a hold of your album and listen, I'm like, "Wow!" My first thought was, "Incredible album." I said, "Too, it's gonna ruffle some, it's gonna ruffle some feathers because the truth usually ruffles some feathers when you." <laughs> When you finished working on the album, what was your thought process? How do you think the complete project turned out for you, being the perfectionist that you are? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt good about it. I felt like, um, you know, it was well worth the two-year uh, time period that it took us to make it. Um, it was great to collaborate with the musicians that I collaborated with, Um all the music on the album is written in some form of collaboration by um, Aaron Parks and Matthew Stevens and myself. And then we reached out to uh, some other MCs and spoken word artists to collaborate as well. So um, it was a very collaborative project, and I'm really happy that I took the time and didn't just rush through it or settle on something, uh, you know, because I wanted to get something out. 
And uh, I feel good about it. Um, well, I mean, like I said, the album is incredible. And, you know, I'm so used to the the, 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 the adjective that's always been surrounded with you. Terry gets in the studio and she does everything by herself. She's hands-on with everything from the production standpoint, everything. And then when I hear about the new band, I said, wait a minute, Terry has a band. <laughs> like, wait a minute. She's a one man. Yeah. band. <laughs> you, you've always been no. a one band, the one band man, one band person yourself. And now you have a new band called social science. So what made you decide <laughs> to finally put a band together? <laughs> well, I mean, I've always actually wanted to uh, be in a band and it just kind of never happened for me. Okay. Um, and I was traveling with some of my other projects and Aaron Parks and Matthew Stevens and I would have these conversations uh, about what was going on in our country and in the world. And I just felt a certain alignment with them. It felt like uh, these would be two amazing, incredible musicians um, to start a band project with. So, um, you know, we kept talking about it, but then when the election happened, we said, okay, now is really the time to do this. You know, let's stop talking about it and let's, you know, just go in and start creating something. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. You know, I, I always um, think about uh, Purple Rain and Prince collaborating with Wendy and Lisa you know, in the movie, that was one of my big takeaways from the movie. Um, but what happened when he collaborated and then the song Purple Rain happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I know, like I said, you've always had, you've always been very particular about your babies. You know, these yeah. are yours. This is from your creative process. Well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm still particular, you know, and I was, you know, definitely the lead on this project, uh, right. you know, from starting it and wanting to do it in the first place and uh, taking all the extra time in the studio to produce, uh, you know, it's definitely the lead. So it feels just as much of a project of mine as, you know, any of the other ones. But, um, you know, the music was uh, written by the three of us and also, um, it was great to have a couple of people that I know and love and trust to bounce the ideas off of and, you know, to listen to what they had to say and, uh, you know, move forward accordingly, uh, kind of based off of some consensus. But, you know, most of the things we agreed upon, so uh, it was all good. You know, it is definitely refreshing <laughs> to hear you say that because, again, when you have a hands-on mentality and say, look, this is mine. My, you know, my fingertips, my blueprint, my imprint is all over this. And it's very challenging for me to allow anybody else to put or give any other input on a project that I'm working on and to see that saying, you know, I'm going to release just a little bit of control, just a little bit and get some input <laughs> for the brother artists. It's incredible. And I, I mean, say, I don't really feel like a controlling um, okay. artist, you know. I don't really feel like, I mean, you know, at some levels, I think any good artist uh, commits to something and sees it through, you know, and has a vision. Um, but, there's, you know, it doesn't take anything away from me to share, right. you know, in that vision and to share in that uh, commitment on some level. 
so especially when you're with like-minded people. So I think it's actually not so hard for like-minded people to collaborate. Ooh, that's rather taboo because how many like people mind are out there that have that that have the same vision as you do? Well, it doesn't have to be the same. It, has to, it needs to yeah. be similar. I think you yeah. share aesthetics with people for sure. You know, like what what you think is hip. I mean, you right. know that just from playing with somebody and from talking uh, to them. You know, you find that you in agreement. You know, if, <laughs> if I was playing with somebody and felt like their musical choices weren't in alignment with mine and I talked to them over dinner and felt like uh, their, you know, outlook on life was not in alignment with mine, I would never start a project with them. You know, you've been in the industry for a long time and you've seen things change uh, from good to better to worse. Um, We had a lot of record labels. Now we basically have a handful of labels now. A lot of artists that were on major labels are going the independent route because they have more creative control over their music. Um, For you, having creative control over your music has always been a stickler for you. That that takes control over anything, everything, as far as as I've always thought, that's the essence of who you are Mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. What I hear now, and I'm not condemning everyone, and I want to make that, I'm going to clarify that, but what I hear now, I don't see too many artists today that are really saying anything in their music. Hmm. It's a lot of overdriven, non-whimsical stuff. It's fluff. I don't hear anything with any meaning or either substance, quality. Hmm. I don't hear that anymore. And then when I hear artists like yourself put out a project, even if we have to wait two, three years, I'll wait. It's not a problem. I'll wait (laughs) because I know what I'm getting is going to be worthwhile to wait. From your perspective, am I wrong wrong for thinking it or am I wrong for seeing what I'm seeing as far as people not putting quality in the music anymore? Well, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not as up because I'm always so busy. I'm not as up on all the latest projects that have come out. But I do know that there are, you know, some conscious artists. Um, The problem sometimes, I think, which you might be, tapping on is that sometimes conscious people go to make, you know, conscious projects, but their consciousness is further ahead than their musicianship or their artistry. So I think sometimes we get some of the conscious projects that, you know, don't really take it over the top for us because they haven't figured out a way to catch up musically, you know. And I think that's the key. You have to have both things happening because just because somebody's conscious or the lyrics are conscious or, you know, the general uh, direction of the project is in alignment with, um, you know, something you may like or feel the world needs, it doesn't mean that the music is good or great. So I think that that kind of synergy has to happen on a kind of equal levels for right. for a project to really, you know, take off. And I think that's the problem. It doesn't always happen on equal levels. But not only because, not only you being a musician, but you're also a teacher. You're a professor. When you have a student mm-hmm. approach you and 
this this art craft, this this the artistry means so much to them. What do you say to them when they say, I want to remain true to who I am, but this label is on the verge of signing me and they want me to do something else completely different. They want me to quote unquote to play something that's more quote unquote radio mm-hmm. friendly or radio appealing mm-hmm. to a certain sector right. of listeners to buy the music. What do you say to them in that in that essence, in that process? Well, that's a personal journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you have teachers, even at the institution I teach at, that are telling people, like, I don't know why you would do music that doesn't pay you money. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that, you know, is on the level of not just students, you know, <laughs> type, type of uh, artistic um, you know, consciousness is also with own people because a lot of people are looking at it as uh, how do I get mine? You know, how do I? And I I tend to try to encourage my students to say that, you know, create the art that you want to create, make the statements that you want to make, and be true to that. And, you know, the money and the attention will follow if you're really, you know, good at that. So I don't know, it's, it's personal. I don't really mm-hmm. condemn people that choose not to. Some people look at music as entertainment and there's a place for that. And some people um, you know, look uh at it as, as something that you're really contributing uh to society and something that will be able to be looked upon years later and still have relevance, uh and also tell people in the future what was going on. Uh, now, I mean, that's why we don't get tired of listening to Marvin Gaye or Nina Simone or people like that. Because they had something to say, and it's still relevant to what they, things that they were saying and talking about from a lyrical content, what they were saying 30 years ago, is relevant uh, today. And that's my whole, like I said. Which is terrible. Right, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is <laughs> It is terrible. It's like, wait a minute. It's like, wait, I, wait a minute. They said this 30, 40 years ago, and here it is, 2019, and this is still taking place right in front of us. And I'm like, this is really, it's incredible and it's saddening at the same time. But right. I, haven't, I haven't given up hope. I still have my faith, and I, I believe that, you know, karma is something else. What goes around comes around, and hopefully eventually right. people will wake up and see that there's no need to need for us to live in this manner. Um, having this type of negative diversity that's taking place in our country right now. But you know what is funny though, this conversation I had with a good friend of mine, he said, you know what? I'm glad this is taking place. And it caught me off guard. I said, why are you glad things are taking place the way you see them in this country? He said, because it's pulled the cover off of what society really is. People that you thought mm-hmm. were one way, they're really truly revealing who they are. And I kind of sat back and I thought, I said, you know what? He's right. People are really revealing right. who they are, what their true feelings are. Because if you can have someone that's running this country and causing the chaos that he's causing and every other word that he utters out of his mouth is an untruth, and you still have people defend that kind of mentality, they're revealing to you 
who they are and who and what kind of thought process they have from from the beginning. So, in that aspect, you're right. right. That's, but you know what? That's all right. We got them. That's why we got the new album here, Waiting Game. <laughs> now from Jamal Warner. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did that collaboration come to be? And the single from that album is simply incredible. How did that come to be? Oh, well, Malcolm's an old friend of mine. You know, I used to live in L.A. for 17 years. And uh, he was actually on another project of mine uh, called Jazz is a Spirit. And that's the first time we collaborated. Uh, and that was, I don't know, 2000, early 2000. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but that release was a German release and didn't really get much attention here. So, you know, some people don't know that record. But, um, yeah, he's an old friend, and I'm just glad that it all aligned up and he was able to do it, and he did such a great job, as he always does. Um, I mean, I tend to only work with people that, you know, I know, you know what I mean? Because I think that's the way that the best collaborations happen. Especially when you have that level of comfortability with someone. It's like, okay, I know what to expect from them, especially the level of professionalism. And what they're going to bring to yeah. the table. Like you said earlier, you said it's a vibe. If I know we're vibing together, we can work together. Lord have mercy, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Exactly. <laughs> and also, I have to have, we have to have trust with each right. other so that I'm able to say, you know, can you go back on this one? Can you do this verse again? Can you tighten this up here? Can you add this? Um, you know, pretty much with all of, the verbal collaborators, I had to do that because I did have a vision. But I'm also open on the other side of that, you know, to somebody say, you know, can you do this again? Can you, what about if you did this? And um, because at the end of the day, for me, the music is what's important. You know, it's not about egos. It's not about me being attached to something. It's also sometimes about trying things and seeing if they work or not. Experimentation is a beautiful thing, especially as you said before, when you have like minds come together and have the same vision. So far be it for the teddy bear to deprive <laughs> those many listeners <laughs> of some blueprint music. Let's get into it. One of the many beautifully hit singles from the new album, of course, Waiting Game with the new band, Terry Lee Carrington, Social Science, featuring Malcolm Jamal Warner with bells ringing loud here in the zone. And LOTO Radio.
loudly. Languishing ladies sing loudly. Church bells ring loudly. Bullets blurring. Deferring dreams like it ain't no thing. Proudly. Terry Lynn Carrington, new album, Waiting Game, Bells, Ringing Loudly, featuring Malcolm Jamal Warner, here in the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio. And remember, family, the new album is available as we speak via iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, Deezer. So make sure you head over and get the new album. And to get all the latest updates, let your fingers do the walking. Stop by Terry Lynn Carrington's official website. It's at www. TerryLynnCarrington.com to get all the latest updates via her social media. Mike Queen, it is always an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Again, much respect and love to you for this incredible album. I've been perusing your tour updates, and I'm saying, man, she has to come down to Houston Edge. <laughs> ASAP. Uh-huh. When are you coming down to Texas? Well, I don't know um, when I'll be there, like, performing with my own band. Um, I am playing in February uh, at the University of North Texas, uh, or North Texas State University. Um, And that's with Linda O., Chris Davis, Tia Fuller, um, and Ingrid Jensen. And that's, you know, more of a collaborative effort group. Uh, project okay. and we're doing a residency there. Okay. But I'm not sure when I'll just have a regular gig. Oh, God. February. Okay, so I got to wait like what? About three months. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, I will be patient. I will be patient. I will be, well, when you get here, <laughs> I will definitely be in the front row. Much continued success. In fr- and again, I want to thank you for always being true. To the artistry, you're one of the few artists that we still have in this industry Uh-oh. that know that Uh-oh. really respects the art form. And I want to tell you how much I love you for that. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, if this is your home away from home, whatever you need, please do not hesitate to let us know. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks for the support. Thank you, my love. Have a wonderful afternoon. Okay. All righty. Thank you. You do the same. Grammy Award winner, Lauren and Mercy, Terry Lynn Carrington, here vibing with the teddy bear in the zone. My goodness, still working on my morning java, but it's okay. While I got you here, comfy, cozy, safe and sound. Is it okay if we get lost in some more Terry Lynn? We're going back a little bit with Country Boy Blues here in the zone of the little T. Thank you. 
a double dose of Terry Lynn Carrington here in the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio. I want to send out a lot of love to her. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, family, be sure to get her new album, Waiting Game, featuring her new band, Social Science, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. If you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. Also on Deezer, any social media outlet, make sure you get the new album. Incredible album. Mm, again, and to get all the latest updates, make sure you stop by her official website at www.terrylynncarrington.com. Well, that's all I have for you today, my loves, but it's all right. Hey, I'm just about finished my coffee. Feeling quite wonderful. I want everyone to have a fantastic weekend and oh, And for those who tuned in late and missed the interview, shame on you. But the teddy bear does forgive you. We got you covered. That's okay. All you have to do is pull up that app on your phone, iHeartRadio, and also Spotify. Type in L-O-T-L, The Zone. Make sure you subscribe because, hey, I've seen the need, and I'm here to provide those needs to you to make sure you get some quality music and you can listen to all the interviews. That's what we're here to do, to bring quality and substance back to the airwaves. And to get all the latest updates, make sure you catch up with us on iHeartRadio and also, yeah, we're on Instagram, on Instagram.com forward slash L-O-T-O Radio The Zone, also on Facebook with the same handle. And last but certainly not least, you can catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash L-O-T-L Radio. So it is written so it shall be done. We're going to close it out with some more Terry Lee, Car- Terry Lee Carrington featuring the late, great Natalie Cole with Sunday here in the zone, or as I should say, come Sunday here in the zone of LLTO Rio. God bless. <laughs> Oh
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.